So, want to talk about Apple? Let's do it. First of all, first of all, I have a very important piece of follow-up for you. Okay. And I'm going to put it in iMessage right now. Wait. <laughs> Injuries, not neighbors. To keep famous sub-eater from lunch by favorite tree. No way. Yeah. This is the guy. Yeah, John oh. Pawlowski won't return to his favorite tree on his favorite town of Tonawanda Street for his weekly lunch break on Thursday, or for probably the next six weeks. Not because suspicious neighbors scared off America's most famous sub-eater. <laughs> oh, man. Take that up with Jared. John, oh, maybe don't. Yeah, no. Instead, Palowski ruptured the quadriceps tendons in both of his legs while playing floor hockey earlier this week. That's awesome. And he won't be able to bend either leg for about a month and a half. That means no more trips anytime soon to his favorite deli for his regular sub order and no stopping to eat the meal on Zimmerman Boulevard for the visits that have made him a minor celebrity. I'll be back strong, he promised one friend on Facebook. <laughs> Dude, I love this guy's confidence. <laughs> That is awesome. Now you know there's 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 news in Tonawanda even now. How great is that? I kind of want this story to, to just like keep evolving and keep mm-hmm. like furthering, and it just is the thing we go back to time and time again <laughs> forever. On episode 100, we interview this guy. <laughs> yeah, we have to go. There's absolutely no way. Also, floor hockey is that? I'm guessing that's like street hockey. Uh, I have no idea what floor hockey is. You know what, dude? I played this <laughs> in elementary middle school, like in my PE class. Did you? Yeah. I hated this because it was so awkward because you're just running around. It's not like you're, you know, skating on ice and you're like gliding and whatever. It's like, all right, I got to run over here. All right, I got to run over there. Well, how do you think this dude broke his legs playing floor hockey? Oh, shoot. Yeah. I didn't even think of, oh man, he must've got hit <laughs> or someone like juked him real hard in his ankles. Just pfft. That is awesome. The more you know. So moving from Tonawanda to San Jose, WWDC existed. What'd you think? This is like the first one that kind of came up and surprised me. Mm. Like I'm usually pretty decently aware a couple weeks out, you know, like, oh, it's coming up. Got to watch it or whatever. It was a little underwhelming, but like always, I'm not expecting things. And then they update like little neat niche features and, and functions. And I'm like, oh, dang it. Again, they got me. I love it want everything but after processing it my least favorite is the HomePod. really you don't like it i don't i don't think i like the design you're against it i think i am okay tell me why just the more processing it because i was looking at like the the google home thing i was looking at what's it called alexis echo yeah the echo (laughs) that was like the most dad thing that you've ever done uh total dad whatever the alexis yeah the siri you know like the googles (laughs) yes exactly the echo is like fine enough good for you amazon the google uh, what is that one called google home that one looks like a pretty plant pretty like art piece Mm -hmm. so i like was conditioned like oh i like that one better so then when the apple homepod came in i was like yeah cool all right but just now more like sitting on it. I feel like Google has the better design. Really? Now, functionality might be, you know, back to Apple. But I don't know. I think I like the clean lines with like the colored bottom better than the like entire mesh pill like design. Now, let me ask you something. Okay. Does your mind change once I show you this picture of the Google Home sitting directly next to a Glade air freshener? <laughs> wow. I mean. I got to say, I use these Glades in my home. Okay. So like. For real, for real. Is that an endorsement? I mean, hey, if they'll pay me, <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Glade. Mm-hmm. And Google. I definitely use these, real talk, use these all over my house. They smell awesome. Okay, great. And they're like subtle. So I already like those. 
didn't think that design was stupid. All right. But yes, seeing it next to each other, it's like, wow. It's it's even the same shade of blue. I know. Like, it's pretty... Look, it's the it's the silver and the bronze one that are the muddy. This blue one is like, eh. And the, and the purple one's kind of eh, too. The, yeah, the white silver that one's nice it's it's the upper white cone that i'm about so what don't you like about the home pod it's uh the texture i think i wanted a smooth thing really oh the texture is what it's all about Nah, man like okay you and me were talking about the apple pencil and the airpods and like ah these are like classic apple weird designs they like are smooth and like they make sense for the product but it's like different and ah it just it just fits the home pod feels like a new design team doesn't feel like the same people you might be right about that which is fine but it just i don't know it's uh like i feel i'm not like the biggest steve job uh, expert but i feel like he would have been like no dust is gonna collect in those crevices no it's gonna get dropped and bent no i don't know i could see problems with it you remember the ipod hi-fi the which one he made his own version oh did he i'll show you a picture of it Years ago, it was a iPod dock speaker. You're going to like prove me wrong. It's going to be like exactly like the HomePod. No, no, no. No, you're right. It's different. I don't know. I, I definitely will have to like try it out in person and see it, but it just looks peculiar. I like it. I don't know if I want it, to be honest, not because it's bad, but because I'm pretty satisfied with the Echo that I own. The one thing that I do really love is that screen on the top and like the, the colors changing. and It's the new Siri look, and I like it. What else came out at this conference? Yeah, a few a few different things that had some pretty major implications. Uh, I loved a bunch of the features for the iPad that I think you're going to dig. Did you see the touch to unlock with the Apple Pencil for the iPad Pro? I missed that. Oh, dude, you're going to love it so much. So from the lock screen, as soon as you turn on the iPad Pro... You can tap the Apple Pencil to the page, and it'll open up a new page in Notes and let you start drawing them automatically. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, I love that so much. So that's a really cool thing. Um, obviously, the whole ability to do drag and drop. Yeah, drag and drop is my jam. And it is actually built into the iPhone, but I guess they have the feature turned off. And I've heard a few things on Twitter that make it sound like that was a marketing decision, that it just seemed too confusing to enable crazy drag and drop features on the iPhone. So they decided to build it, but turn it off. Oh man, I want drag and drop, dude. Yeah, so people have been kind of making some noise on Twitter saying Apple should definitely turn that on. I get why it wouldn't be on, yeah. but I think that... I, I, I wish it was like a toggle that you could like drag and drop. Yes? No? Mm, Apple's never going to do a toggle. Apple hates toggles, and you and I both know it. Yeah. But the big news is the fact that they actually seem to be caring about AR. Oh, yeah. That was pretty That was pretty sweet. I did watch that section. It looked pretty great. I've been a longtime believer that Apple doesn't care a whole lot about virtual reality, and it cares way, way more about augmented reality. And this conference kind of proved it. They obviously talked about virtual reality as well, but it was almost a side note, and people might disagree with me when it comes to that, but that's how it felt to me. They said, yep, you can totally design for virtual reality now. Our computers are powerful enough to do that. How great. Now, anyways, here's this whole thing <laughs> called AR Kit. The thing we really care about yeah so the difference between that is really wild i'm gonna show you a few things so check this out bro did you see this so there's a tweet i just linked you to it's by at hey adam and it says that it's his bike ride in augmented reality no yeah he's <sighs> he's got his camera recording he's got this crazy beautiful three-dimensional map of a bike ride that is awesome uh that's kind of hovering above his coffee table and 
he just zooms in really far and you can see quite a bit of detail in the terrain. Dude, that looks so nuts. It's like floating, but still has depth. Oh my gosh, that's great. So here's another one. This one's from at Cody Brown. Oh, this one's creepy. He says, recorded straight from my phone last night. Apple's new AR kit plus Unity plus Overwatch. Have never seen tracking like this. And it's him in his hotel room or room or wherever he's staying. And uh, the light has been turned red. And there's this weird fog, smoke everywhere, and there's a giant Overwatch player just kind of hanging out in the middle of the room. Wow. And when he says he's never seen tracking like this, I believe what he's referring to is the fact that it's just so solid. His camera work is bad, but like the character is staying in one place is not jittery at all. Gosh, that was so smooth. I literally am going to watch this again. Oh man, this is so nuts. A while ago, you and I, we both used a HoloLens and got to mess around with that. Yeah. That was fun. And it was super fun, but this is either comparable or better than the experience that I had with the HoloLens, which is wild. Oh, it's better. Because the HoloLens is this custom-made computer goggle just made for augmented reality. And the iPhone 7 Plus or iPhone 7 is like eating its lunch. You got to keep in mind, when we mess with the HoloLens, that is, you know, goggles that are sitting on your head. So the tracking is like smoother, naturally, whatever. This is on an iPhone. So imagine like this AR kit on some kind of wearable. Yeah. I feel like that would be like some future like Star Wars level. <laughs> like it's crazy just to think about that. Man, that is so nuts. So here's here's the Peace Day Resistance tweet from Shane V. Go ahead and give it a watch. No. Someone built a fidget spinner. <laughs> oh man, of course they did. Of course they did. That's how you know it's real. Gotta add the fads. Man, that's so crisp. It looks pretty good. I love that he recorded his iPad. He used a, a camera to record his iPad recording. So I, I think it's Google Pixel. That they like came with AR kits or VR kits. Yeah, it's called Daydream. Sort of a VR platform. You slid the, the phone into this little headset. So we could see something like that from Apple. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I assumed that they would end up coming out with glasses in a long, long while, maybe another three, four, five years. But this leads me to believe that they might have something much earlier in the pipeline, maybe even next year, which would be crazy. I wouldn't bet on that, but I wouldn't be surprised by that at this point. I could see them in September when they announced the new iPhone doing like a tease coming next year. Dude, I bet the AirPod is like the first version of that kind of... you know, technology, that type of wearable that like probably going to pair with that or something or connect to it or... Yeah, the W1 chip has allowed them to do a bunch of crazy stuff that wouldn't have existed otherwise. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But man, I'm excited about it. I think that this is the future. Future is now. Yeah, for real. So are you uh, are you not going to do any iOS 11 updates until until the fall? Yeah, no, I probably won't. I mean, I mean, I'm looking... You never do betas? I never do betas. I'm pretty content. I'm, I'm, I'm not like that... That pitchfork, like, I need it now. You know what I do want right away? Is that iPad Pro case, the leather case, for the pen. That's always a gripe. I usually put the pen in my pocket, but it's kind of, like, sturdy, and it's a little bit longer than, like, a regular uh, ballpoint. I, I would like it, too, but it's it's a little expensive. I didn't even see how much it was. Mm, it's a lot. Whoa, you're lying. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, you're lying. Why is it 130 That's just how they do. What? And it'll never get cheaper. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Gosh, I'll just wait for the Amazon knockoff. What? 130 <laughs> They better do my taxes. It won't, I guarantee. All right, I think it's time for some links. Who's going first? You, me? Uh, oh, it's definitely me. <laughs> and I have this important video to show you. Uh, and it's a bit long, but I... Oh, man, the thumbnail, the thumbnail really tells the whole story. 
Disney's Summer of Heroes is about to blast off, and Action News reporter Corey James is live with an inside look at the all-new Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout attraction, which opens this weekend. Corey, looks like you're having a good time. So it's Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, the new ride at Disneyland, which, by the way, looks pretty sweet, pretty into it. It looks like Tower of Terror, and I don't know if I like that because... Well, it is Tower of Terror. Because... I hate that crap. Oh, you don't like the ride. It looks super fun, but it just... Uh, uh, uh. Well, I mean, that's what this uh, this reporter experiences in spades. I am. You know, Graciela and Dale, we have been waiting for this moment for quite some time. We're finally about to lift and go up and actually experience <laughs> it. And as you can see, the ride has already started. You hear the music that we've been talking about, too. So Now the doors are closing. He just started screaming. He's not having the best time of his life. I think he might pass out once or twice. He's wearing group gloves. He's, his head kind of lulls forward and he uh, he sort of he sort of stops screaming for a bit. <laughs> this guy. Why would he do this if he's like this terrified? Also, the people that he's in this cart with, like, not even phased at all. Yeah, no, they don't care. They're just happy to be on TV. All right, give me one. Okay, I'll give you one. Uh, speaking of Guardians, Marvel property. So have you seen... Wow. The new NATO headquarters looks like it was designed for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That is a building right there. Yeah, what the heck is this? I actually think it looks like it belongs in Coruscant, like in Star Wars. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely where some Jedi... It almost looks like a, a claw. It's like a bunch of these weird, long, rectangular buildings. Side by side by side by side by side by side by side. But they arch up and like curve. Yeah. So if you're looking at the building from one angle, it looks like just an archway. Yeah, it definitely is a claw line. If I saw this building and then a spaceship descended and like entered in between the buildings, <laughs> I would not bat an eye. I'd be like, yeah, that's right. That's what's supposed to happen. All right. So you also talked about theme parks. So, bro, did you see this? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I did see this. So, Super Nintendo World. I'm really excited. It exists now. It's a real thing. They're breaking ground. I feel like it's going to be pretty legit. Yeah, I'm I'm positive that it's going to be pretty legit. Yeah, so they, they kind of announced some of the rides. They said that their crown jewel is going to be a Mario Kart ride, which is great. Oh, of course. That would be such a missed opportunity if they didn't do Mario Kart. Yeah, and they said they have a couple of things, like a Yoshi dark ride. Dark ride? Yeah, like, well, that's what they call them. The dark ride is like a in indoor ride, like Haunted Mansion or that kind of stuff. Oh, gotcha. Oh, that's cool. They should do Luigi's Mansion. No, that'd be really rad. And um, a Donkey Kong minecart roller coaster. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even even know i wanted that till you i just heard that until i said it yeah exactly oh my gosh so this is this is the ad for the japan part do you know when they're breaking ground on the orlando part later yeah so we're gonna get it later partially because they're gonna try to get it done for the 2020 olympics so they want it done in japan by that time oh. so then after that it's gonna come to orlando here is a picture of a patent that Universal created. Oh no, that's awesome. Yeah, they created this patent. It's basically a roller coaster cart that has this strange bar on its side, which basically allows it to come completely off of the roller coaster track because the wheels of the cart are actually not attached to the cart itself, which is super smart. Really, really interesting. So then you could do like the jumps. Oh my gosh. That's so smart. Yeah, so if you start or end in a Donkey Kong mine, 
and you have to jump from space to space, you could totally do it without having to worry about the the track itself. So there's some really crazy stuff they've been patenting. I don't know if it's all going to end up in the rides themselves or not, but dude, that'd be sick as heck. Dude, I just... Okay, so you, you've been to Magic Kingdom. You've been on the Dumbo ride, yes? <laughs> you know what? I don't think I actually have been on the Dumbo ride, but I do know about it. Have you been on the Aladdin carpet ride? Mm, no, I don't think so, but I know about it too. Okay, so it, it spins around in a circle and you can you have a joystick and you can go up or down. Yeah. That would be so awesome. If you could control it yourself. Yes, that would be so cool. And you have to like, maybe if it's a point system or something, you're collecting bananas. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. That would be the best. This article from attractionsmagazine.com, which is so great. I'd like to subscribe immediately. But it's kind of weird, and I can't tell if it's like a, a mistranslation from Japan or if it's just like their writing style. And if it's their writing style, my goodness, I love it so much. But it says, Mario Kart will feature a fully fabricated Bowser's Castle and start guests there with additional floors rumored to feature Luigi's Mansion and Rainbow Road. Oh, yes. So that's awesome. That's great. The experience will place guests in physical carts with themed spaces and overlaid with interactive details thanks to augmented reality technology. Guests will don special glasses to see these AR elements. It'll feel like an actual Mario Kart game. And this is where I, I said the, the mistranslation or very, very special writing style. In parentheses, a great deal of fun will be had and many friendships will be broken with an array of powered up red shells and a HUD for guests. That was on purpose. Yeah. And they said, they said Donkey Kong will feature a ride system which will be disguised as a rickety wooden mine track. It'll have a launch element with a scene that is that I've been told is not unlike Escape from Gringotts in Diagon Alley and will take guests through twists and falls as well as outside the show building. My gosh, that's awesome. So that sounds rad too. And then the final attraction, which I hope that it's, I mean, I guess it could be. I guess they could just have three rides, huh? I mean, that's not very different from Harry Potter. Well, it's it's just a part of Universal. Yeah. It's not like it's one park, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. It's probably just going to be these three rides, huh? Which, that sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, the final attraction is Yoshi's Adventure, a Omnimover ride with an outdoor and indoor experience. Think the Haunted Mansion in Magic Kingdom or Spaceship Earth in Epcot. Each ride vehicle will be a different color Yoshi, and it'll take guests outside to get a better view of the land and into a show building and through set pieces that I speculate will be familiar to fans of Yoshi's Island. Oh my gosh, that sounds great. Yeah. Are we going to go to Japan? I don't know about Japan. But I definitely would go to the Orlando. One. You don't want to go to Japan? Come on, let's go to Japan. I would love to go to Japan. But don't fight it. I don't think that's going to happen this week, next <laughs> week. No, 2020. We got a while. On other broded to this news, did you play Arms or did you not play Arms? I did not play Arms yet. You have to play Arms with me. It's out now, right? It's really good. I actually, I have like such a uh, like a secret passion for when a video game or a TV show or some kind of animated product like this comes out. I love going to the website and just reading the bios and the characters. Dude, me too. I'm such an illustration nerd that I like love the character design and thinking through like, oh, I wonder what made them choose this color for his hair or this. Or I like, I don't know, I just, I do that way too much. Like my lunch breaks are usually like, hmm, let me just go to ARM's website and Oh, they so they made this mummy guy, and they made this cobra kid, or they made this, you know. No, I was I was totally the same. I was th- that's actually like what I did when I grew up. I actually have a very, very, very specific memory of reading a a copy of either Nintendo Power or Game Pro or something, and it was a feature on this N sixty four game called War Gods, and I don't know if I ever actually played the game War Gods. It was a fighting game. It looked pretty bad. I don't think I actually cared about it. I might have never even played it. 
but I read the bios for all the characters over and over and over again because I just thought it was so cool. And I did the same thing for like every fighting game back in the day. I know I've never liked fighting games, but I just loved the idea of different characters. I think I like fighting games. Uh-huh. I think I like fighting games, but I actually probably just like the characters like you. <laughs> there was a game called Clay Fighter, but it was a SNES game, dude, way back in the day. And it had this weird oh, clay. Yes, I do remember this. Oh, that's so trippy. I loved the game so much because, I don't know, I just liked the I liked the character design and I liked the variety. I think that's the fun thing about these games. Oh, you know what it was for the N64, too? It was called Clay Fighter 63 and a third. That's a terrible name. Why would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I bet they thought it was hilarious in their office. Like, we're going to slay. Clay Fighter 63 and a third sculptor's cut. Even better. It just it's just fun because there's a variety of character design and that's the coolest part to me that in this game Clay Fighter there was a Frosty the Snowman there was a voodoo character there was a Statue of Liberty there was like a Jack-o-lantern and they all had to fit within the same world I also really love Twisted Metal for that reason did you ever play any of the Twisted Metal games I didn't cuz they were on PlayStation right yeah, same kind of thing. Obviously, car car fighting, whatever that genre is called. Vehicular combat, I remembered it at the last second there. And they had different characters, and all the characters are so interesting, and I really like just learning about them. And I still do. I think Injustice 2 just came out, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a fighting game with the DC characters, and I kind of wanted to play it just for the exact same reason. I just like looking at all the characters and thinking about it, but nah. All right, anything for me? Yes. Okay, so this is like a little little journey that I went on. So I saw this article. This guy played Barney for 10 years and has some secrets to spill. David Joyner donned the dinosaur suit between 1991 and 2001. Those are prime years. Yeah, they were. I feel like as long as I've watched Barney, he was Barney. So you know, I didn't like Barney. Barney sucks. What? You're joking. <laughs> You're joking. I don't know why I'm fighting for Barney. Did you like Sesame Street? Uh, Yeah, that was cool. Oh, you didn't even like Sesame Street. What show did you watch as a kid? Oh, gosh. Who knows? Did I ever tell you my Power Rangers story? No. I never had watched Power Rangers before, and I remember going to the playground and people talking about it and saying, oh, did you watch yesterday's episode? And me being like, no, I haven't. And then them saying, oh, you have to start watching the show. It's so good. And I remember going home, and I had a little tiny television in my room. It had like a turn knob for the channels. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. It was like two through ten, and that was all that it could ever go to because (laughs) that was all that the knob had room for. And I turned it on, and Power Rangers was on, and it was all the Power Rangers doing their ninja moves against this creature that was just a giant monster made entirely out of eyeballs. And he was making those noises, raw. Because <laughs> that's exactly the raw. <laughs> and I just slowly turned the knob off and never watched Power Rangers again. And that was it. Because it turned you off because you were like, not about it? Yeah, I was like, that's not that's not good TV right there. I don't, I don't know how we're friends right now. <laughs> not because... <laughs> And not because like I'm judging you so hard, but Power Rangers was such a like a huge deal uh-huh. from when I was a kid. Me and my brothers used to watch it religiously, and my mom was not about it. She would like leave for work. She had like a second job, so we'd come home from school, and then she'd go to her second job and be like, "All right, kids, don't watch Power Rangers," and we'd be like, "Okay." And we would do it anyways. And we would try the karate moves on each other. I don't know. I just have such fond memories of that. <laughs> that eyeball monster. I just yeah. I just sent it to you. Oh my gosh! I just choked. <laughs> he's pretty gross. He's got a he's got a whole Wikipedia page, which is great. What is his name? Uh, his name is I Guy. Oh, that's dumb. They could have done better. And his first appearance was on the episode I I Guy. Rita Repulse had once employed I Guy's skills to capture incredibly bright children to use their intelligence for evil. I Guy was one of Rita's favorite monsters and seemed to show some attraction to her, Whoa. calling her lovely and quote 
a sight for sore eyes. You get it? Because he's made of eyeballs. That's dumb. He had an array of energy beam attacks that he could launch from his various eyes, and he could reassemble himself if blown apart as long as his main eye was undamaged. So, yeah, I don't regret it at all. That was really bad and not good. No, that was great. Mm, no. Yes, this is a great costume. Okay. Speaking of costumes, though, so, you know, I read this article about the guy who played Barney for 10 years, and then I got linked to a BuzzFeed article where they did, like, a list, and, of course, I fell forward and I clicked on it. The thing that is the most interesting so fact number eight on this buzzfeed list well side note he left barney and then he went on to do shows like shameless that 70 show er 24 what's even better is that he's back in the costume game in a youtube series okay i didn't see it on youtube i saw it on like bbc kids or something like that called hip-hop harry when i say hip-hop you say harry hip-hop oh god this guy barney is hip-hop harry you felt the kinship all right i'm gonna watch this video real quick hey sofina what just happened here hip-hop harry Saturday almost ruined my new boat. I heard the way you spoke to him. You were really hard on him. Do you know you hurt his feelings? Oh my. <laughs> Do you want me to watch this whole thing? Do I have to? You always need to stop and think before you talk. Words have power. Words have power. Stop and think before you talk. Use kind words. Use kind words to get your point across. All right. Well, that was weird. That's great. Uh, can I show you a link? This is an article entitled Amazon's Latest Market Disruption, 1.7 Million Free Bananas. What? Yep. The retail giant has upended the produce market in Seattle after setting up fruit stands around its headquarters. So I guess what happened is that they decided, hey, you know what? We need more healthy food at Amazon headquarters, which makes sense, right? That's like a startup culture kind of thing. Oh, man, all of our employees are eating junk food all day and now they're all sleepy. Let's give them better health food and let's actually care about their health. So they started putting a bunch of bananas in the break rooms and then at some point, so they basically started setting up these weird banana stands where anyone can just go and just get bananas for free. So you just walk up to the banana stand, you say, give me five bananas and they say, okay, and then you can have them. But the problem is that now there are no bananas in Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Because they just bought them all? They buy all the bananas. So if you go to a grocery store, there aren't any. You can only buy them from your weird Amazon community banana stand. Not even buy them, though. Just take them. But that's kind of the thing is like, how much does a banana cost? It's like 10 cents. So now, instead of adding 70 cents to your your purchase at the grocery store, you have to go across town to pick up three bananas for breakfast tomorrow. Or you're just like, all right, bananas are not that important in my diet right now. Yeah, so now everybody's going to die of like lack of potassium. Okay. Bro, did you see this? So, once again, the scapegoat of the world. Millennials are killing chains like buffalo wild wings and applebees. Millennials. Those millennials. Casual dining is in danger and millennials are to blame. (laughs) Brands such as TJI Fridays, Ruby Tuesday, and Applebee's have faced sales slumps and dozens of restaurant closures as casual dining chains have struggled, struggled. (laughs) To attract customers and increase sales. Dude, Applebee's deserves to die, though. Yeah, exactly. There is nothing more beautiful in America than TGA Fridays, Ruby Tuesdays, and Applebee's. They are just... If they aren't in America, I don't want to be in America. You know what I'm saying? If I can't get my... What does Applebee's have? Applebee's doesn't even have anything, do they? Who has the Bloomin' Onion? That's that's uh, I'll bet. Okay, well, I hope that they're okay, because I do like the Bloomin' Onion. It's pretty pretty bad, pretty good. They're named in this article. Oh, no. Bloomin' Onion. Are they out of here? Oh, God. Here it is. They're losing to like stuff like Chipotle and Uber Eats and Blue Apron because millennials are just like, hmm, I want food now. 
So then they do like a Blue Apron or Uber Eats, or they're like, hmm, I want something fast because I got a cool life, a cool millennial life that I got to live on my iPhone and my iPads and my iLife. Yeah, I don't want to go. I don't want to sit at Applebee's. Exactly. I actually saw a tweet earlier this week from a, a guy I really like named Matt Thomas who said, movie pitch, millennials are killing people. <laughs> Is it like a horror movie? Or... Oh, yeah. So the millennials are like the zombie monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I tweeted him back with a trailer voiceover, and now I can do it. Here it is. First, they came for Applebee's. Then, they came for traditional relationships. Now, they're coming for you. What do you think? I think I loved it. I like it. It's good. So, I definitely... I'm one of those millennials that's killing everything, and I'm okay with it. I don't know how you feel about it, but... Yeah, no, some things need to die. I don't know why the world just doesn't like millennials right now. I don't know why anyone thought that the world needed an article defending Applebee's and Ruby Tuesday. I have not been to a good Applebee's in, like, forever. You have literally never been to a good Applebee's in forever. In, like, the literal definition of forever, because Applebee's is not good, and none of these are good. I'll give them a pass when I was younger, and I didn't know better. Yeah, you didn't know any better. All food, food was just food. But now food is more than food. And we actually have like good restaurants that make good stuff. So I know I don't want to go to uh, Ruby Tuesdays and have their like weird burger and bad salad bar. I would rather actually eat at a good restaurant. Oh, yeah, gross. They do have a salad bar. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's not good. No, they all have chips and they're all bad chips and they all have food and it's all bad food and never go. I got to say though, the one basic restaurant that I still love to this day is Chili's. Chili's? Why Chili's? I don't know, man. I just, I went there a lot in college. I have fond memories with friends. I don't know. Just my brother worked at Chili's. Actually, I, both my brothers, one worked at Applebee's and one worked at Chili's. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I like their chips and salsa, even though it's so, like, just mundane. I don't know. I like Chili's. I'll give them a pass all day. Words have power.